are potentially the favorites for the AFC West. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it didn't help that Denver took 12 penalties and lost 106 yards. I mean, that's just crazy to think about it that way. I mean, coaches always talk about, you know, limit the penalties, don't hurt us. But 106 yards, considering that you only lost by one point. Unreal. You need to work on that hard. I, I Right now, Denver is not even in the playoffs in my mind. If, oh. if you lose to Seattle, you're straight out. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to, like, again, it's the whole week one overreaction thing. Like, I want to I take it a little Well, it's not long. overreaction Monday anymore, you know. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday now, you yeah. know. Well, I'm just saying. Maybe like, it's facts. I like, I like to see Denver. Uh, you know, by week two, week three, I like to see Russell Wilson in this offense a little more. I mean, the offensive game plan simply was weird in the first quarter and a half or two quarters. They didn't target any of the wide receivers until what was it that deep ball to Jerry Judy where he scored that touchdown. I mean, Cortland Sutton didn't get involved into the third and fourth quarter. Judy was good, but he didn't get involved till late. Uh, they didn't really target Hamler. I thought they could have used Albert O a little more. I mean, the, the first, what, three passes of the game were to the fullback Beck. Uh, they, they, they targeted Javante Williams like 10 times or something that game. He had like a 10 or 11 receptions. Uh, so they were really working the underneath game. Uh, and Russell Wilson later in the game was opening up the, you know, getting the, the playbook opened up for himself. Uh, but I would like to see by week two, week three, uh, what this offense is going to look like when Russell's more comfortable in it. Remember, he didn't play in preseason, so it's going to be interesting to see what this full-scale Denver Broncos offense looks when Russell Wilson is just actually comfortable in it because I think it can be dangerous if uh, if Dangerous is comfortable in it. <laughs> I mean, they have a chance for a get-right game in Week 2. They got Houston, but then coming up after that, they got to deal with the 49ers and their front seven in Week 3, so... I mean, there's a good chance they open up one and two, does Denver. Honestly, uh, I mean, if if Denver doesn't beat Houston, then there's a huge problem. I don't, I don't oh, care who well, yeah. you are. I don't, I don't care if it's week two and you didn't play preseason. I don't care anymore. You lose to Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks. Come on. I mean, at least the Colts tied so they don't get that much embarrassment. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, don't sleep on General Mills, man. He's that guy. He finally made O.J. Howard look like an NFL tight end, which is something that Tom Brady hasn't been able to do. Josh Allen couldn't do it. He's that guy, Davis Mills. Yeah, he is that guy. I mean, yeah, the the Broncos schedule coming up uh, Sunday at 425. They play the Houston Texans, and then the following week they have a primetime game against the, the 49ers, which is another interesting game because you – would think by then the 49ers would be a little better so that'd be a tough matchup for the Broncos and then yeah they have a nice stretch of games where they could lose against the Raiders the Colts could give them trouble they have the Chargers after that but then they have a couple couple games where they should you know cement themselves uh in the standings a little better against the Jets and the Jaguars but then the Titans not no easy game Raiders Panthers if Baker Mayfield starts getting going a little bit that's not an easy game either uh, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson looks to improve as a passer. He looks to be, you know, a potential comeback player of the year candidate. Then you got the Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, uh, Chiefs again, and then the Chargers. Like, it's not an easy schedule. So, like, yeah, Dan, like you mentioned, it wouldn't be surprising if the Broncos went 9-8, and 10-7, but missed out on the playoffs just simply 
because of how hard their schedule is and how uh, jam-packed the AFC West is with you know playoff potential teams. And when you're in a when you're in a division like the AFC West, you can't be losing games against like the Seahawks, who are projected to be the cellar dwellers of the NFL. I mean, that's just a game you have to win. Simply put. Yeah, you can't start 0-2 in the AFC either. If you start 0-2, you're basically, you know, digging your own grave for yourself. And, you know, that's that's something else like the Titans. Like, if the Titans start 0-2, where do they go? Because uh, not only do the Texans look somewhat improved, the, the, the Jaguars look somewhat improved, the Colts, obviously, you know, the Colts are going to be the Colts, they're going to be a playoff team. Like, where, where do the Titans go from that if they lose to the Bills? Like, they, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are simply good, like, the, the Broncos are a good team. The Titans are a good team. Raiders, good team. Uh, there, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, but you know those early wrinkles that you can't unfold within your season can really hurt you down the stretch if you start 0-2, 1-3. Like, that can really set you back just because you look at that record if you're a player, like that isn't going to help you, and it's hard to build momentum when you're two or three games back from a playoff spot and simply put it being 500 in the AFC isn't good anymore you need to be over 500 in the AFC like you need to be you know probably five and two and you are still probably fighting for a playoff spot in the AFC it's it's simply put there's too many good teams in the AFC now and I'm thinking about in a year or two when Deshaun Watson's back uh the AFC is just gonna be nuts Trevor Lawrence takes another step in his career Let's say Zach Wilson pans out for the Jets. New England figures a little things out offensively. Like, I mean, these these bottom-dweller teams, the Dolphins, these teams we call average to bottom-dwellers in the AFC are simply going to be better, and the top teams in the AFC are going to have to be on their A game from week to week because these bottom-dwellers and mid-level teams can just take a game from them and put themselves back in the standings. Can we talk about Tennessee for a minute? Not just because they play the Bills, but I am not partic- that high on them this season. I think I, I mean, I say that I predicted them to go ten and seven. I think, but I could also see them going like five and twelve because, you know, I mean, they have you know good top end talent. But if one of those, if any of those guys get hurt, it could be real. It could get real bad fast. Like if Robert Woods were to get injured, oh, Robert wide... Woods does not matter to that offense. Well, I'm saying if he gets hurt, their receiving core gets real bad fast. Even though I like Traylon Burks, if like Jeff Simmons were to get injured, their front seven gets real bad fast. If Kevin Byard gets hurt, their secondary gets real bad fast. And it's already happened. Like they already lost Harold Landry, so like yeah, they have good players. But if any of those good players, key contributors, get hurt, they're their uh, their roster gets real bad fast, and we already know Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. He's a he's a good game manager, but if you need him to be like a drop back passer, if they get down early and he needs to be a drop back passer, he's not that guy that's going to be able to hang with the likes of Allen and Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow and win you you know a shootout. Now you you mentioned Robert Woods. Robert Woods is not good by any means. He barely got targeted on Sunday. Burks and the other rookie in Tennessee both over-targeted and over-yarded him. Uh, Woods is a decoy in that offense right now, at least right now. Uh, He's still coming off the ACL, so, you know, losing him wouldn't be huge. It would be more Derrick Henry gets hurt. Traylon Burks gets hurt. You know, somebody who has a very high standard in your offense to really make a dent in that kind of – because we're – I mean, they were still the number one seed last year. 
give them credit. They they went out and won the AFC, which we all say is the hardest division in the NFL. So, you know, give them credit when credit's due. Vrabel knows what he's doing. He'll, he'll adjust. You know, Landry is a big ouch to their defense. You know, if Bayard, like you said, gets hurt, that's a huge hit to their defense. But as of right now, I mean, they're still a good team. I mean, the only reason they're not 1-0 and is... Because of a missed field goal. that That's not that bad. I mean, if we talk about missed field goals week one, Atlanta could have been 1-0. Since he could have been 1-0. Colts could have been 1-0. I mean, there's multiple teams that had a bad kicking day who could have been a winner. Oh, wow. Speaking of kicker, the Chiefs ruled out kicker Harrison Bucker for Thursday night's game versus the Chargers. Not so, a shocker. Justin Reed season. <laughs> he did make the extra point, uh, but he did miss one also. I mean, he can kick, though. Yeah, you did he bang, like, two kickoffs for touchbacks? Yeah, no, he made an extra point, I'm pretty sure, last week because uh, oh, yeah, Bucker did go did. down, but he also missed one. But you got to give a lot of credit <laughs> to, to Justin Reed being a safety, uh, not only a starting safety, but he's, you know, taking those, those reps at kicker that, you know, aren't easy. Uh, mentally, so you got to give him a lot of credit there. Uh, hey, again, if, if he's not good at safety anymore, limit his pay and make him a kicker. <laughs> Save yeah, some money. Limit his good pay. Safety, they, uh, they, they are paying him to fulfill the role of Tyron Matthews, so he's going to have to be a leader on that defense and you know do a lot of things uh, in the safety position. But kickers, man, cherish your kicker. If you have a kicker on your favorite NFL team right now, go up to him. Whether that's like fantasy or real life, you see him, you know, at a store, give him a hug. Give your kicker a hug if he's a good kicker. All Buffalo fans should cherish for what we have in Tyler Bass. If Tyler Bass misses a 55-yard field goal, we shouldn't be mad at him. You know why? Because he makes clutch kicks all the time. He makes those extra points. He makes his 35, his 42, 47-yarders. He makes his kicks. We didn't have to deal with a kicker debacle last week like many of the teams Dan mentioned had to deal with. We have our guy for now and the foreseeable future. So Buffalo fans, be grateful not only we have an all-star quarterback, but, man, we have a kicker. We have a kicker. It's awesome to have one. But uh, on the mention of a kicker, you know, who's a kicker who just got cut? Rodrigo Blakenship. I mean, no. the fancy goggle man. Uh you know, Frank Wright came out after a game and said, you know, he's our he's our kicker. He's going to be our kicker moving forward. Uh, mm, no, we're going to let you go. You're not that good. Uh, and he wasn't that good, honestly. He, he had his best season, which was his rookie season in 2020. He only had 86.5% kicks made um, or field goals made, which isn't good by any means. I mean, I'm shocked they didn't replace him sooner. That that's the shocker to me. They they finally realized, oh hey, our kicker isn't that good. I I mean now you're going through this whole process of trying to find a kicker off the off the free agent market who's probably not that good. I I mean there there's a reason they're on the free agent market. It it's not like anybody's like dying to sign them. I I just I I'm kind of surprised. It, that Frank Reich would say, yeah, yeah, he's our kicker. But that happens so much in this league that, you know, they say something and then it means absolutely positively nothing. That's right. It's just the way it is. That's how the business works in the NFL. Now, 
I think we move on to Thursday Night Football, which is week two. Woo. Uh, week two starts tomorrow. Uh, Chiefs versus the Chargers. And are any of you going to buy Amazon Prime? I already have it. You already have it. I have Amazon, so I get Amazon Ooh. Prime. Okay, so Beauty. Tanner, you got it? or Ooh, I'm going to have to ask my dad about that one because I think he's got Prime or my grandparents. I, I myself don't I, have I it. I also but. think you can um, watch it on NFL Plus. I could be wrong, but I think NFL Plus gives you uh, live, local, and primetime games. Uh, so like you'd get like the Bills game in like your primetime, but that's it. I think that and uh, Amazon Prime. I have the NFL Mobile app too, and usually I can watch the games on NFL Mobile because I got Verizon. So even if you mm-hmm. don't have Prime, I wonder no, if I can no, still. No. I don't think. I think it's it's because you know how they like would throw it on NFL Network. Hmm. I think they're they're getting rid of all that, and I think it's strictly gonna be like Amazon Prime. I ah. think it's, I think it's just gonna be all Amazon. Damn. I, I could be wrong, but I like that's what I've been hearing. That's what I think they're going to be doing. Where but are your sources, Harrington? My sources are, I want to say, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> uh, you Schefter. know him personally? Yeah. Man, bring him on the show. What yeah, are you doing? Why, why hasn't Ian like contacted you about it? He's like on every other show every week. I know. We got we got Rappaport in the works, though. Oh, you know okay. Kyle Brandt personally? Because could you like ask him instead of doing his show every Tuesday if we could have Josh on our show one of these days, maybe yeah. like every every week? Yeah, no, we'll get Josh on soon. That's going to be our next big uh, athlete. Well, I mean, speaking of someone we'll be interviewing soon, uh, Friday uh, at 2, from, from 2 to 2.30, uh, we all will be interviewing uh, Buffalo State head, coach, head football coach Lazarus Morgan. Uh, from 2 to 2.30 uh, before uh, the Buffalo State Bengals are set to take on. They're playing Cortland, right? Yep, Cortland. Uh, Cortland on Saturday. So we'll get uh, Coach Morgan's insight on that game and, you know, the past game uh, from last week and just, you know, his overall feeling about what's been going on around the NFL, his, you know, first year as a head coach at Buffalo State. So that'll be a good interview. So uh, tune in Friday, 2 to 2.30. Two to uh, what? This is... Oh, sorry, Harrington. This is baloney. Oh, um, what's baloney? What's salami? What's ham? Justin Reed's not even going to kick for the Chiefs. They're bringing up a kicker from the practice squad. Former New York Jet Matt Amendola will be the Chiefs oh, kicker. Oh, jeez, the Jet. Oh, no. Whenever that, you hear the word Jet, you're like, run, run, run no, away. That <laughs> is bullocks right there. Justin Reed. That's like every and every like comment in the mentions. I'm looking at tweets from both Schefter and Rappaport about it, but they're all like, "We want Justin Reed." You know what? Someone's that's, crying right now. <laughs> that's Matt Amendola because he's being a lot of polls uh, kicking the football because you know he's played for the Jets. He wasn't a good kicker. You get it? Get the joke? Ha pull. Ha. Matt Amendola, huh. like what, the pole, he's going to be like post. pulling it right. No, the field goal posts, like poles. Oh, all right. Oh, maybe he'll doink a couple off the yeah. poles. Who knows? All right, I. You know what? I'm slow, so please forgive me. But I, we're on the same wavelength now. I got it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that was a good joke by any means. No, and and for that, <laughs> I that was wrecked so... your life. <laughs> And that's what it is in a nutshell, man. You gotta, you don't know the crowd you're playing with, you know? Sometimes you guys laugh at my jokes. Sometimes you simply do not. Maybe the people listening are laughing at my jokes. Maybe maybe Dave not from Ted's or Mr. Smith 
they just had a good old knee slab and a good old chuckle. They're like, man, that's a joke. That guy could be a comedian. That guy can be a comedian. I would pay for his what, Netflix what, do you, special. Do people come up to you and say that, man, you could be a comedian? Yeah, they go, you know what? Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan, you guys shouldn't be getting Netflix specials. Nah, Evan Harrington should be right. getting Netflix specials, right? Simply put. Simply put. Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Evan Harrington, Jim Gaffigan, Kevin Hart, you know, Eddie Murphy. These are some of the world-famous comedians. And, you know, they just need to get the respect they deserve. It's a lot of hard work, dreadful hours, and emotion put <laughs> into their craft and work. Now, oh my God, Harrington. If you go on Comedy Central or SNL, I'll, I'll take back my comment. I, I will host SNL one day and clip this, and anyone listening, I will be on SNL as a host one day. I don't know what my bit is going to be. I don't know how I'm going to dress. I don't know if I'm going to have a hat on, a no hat, sunglasses, a suit and tie, a bow tie. I don't know. Dress shoes, cat. I don't know what I'm going to be wearing, but all I know is one day, my little five foot ten self will be hosting SNL with the greats, Keenan Thompson. And you best baby. believe I'm going to be tuned in, probably in my parents' basement with my wife beater <laughs> and tidy whities with Dorito <laughs> dust on it. But you best believe I'll be tuned in. <laughs> you know what, Tanner? That gives me an idea. You're going to be in the bit now. You're going to be joining me on SNL. Yeah, let's you're gonna go. Be a, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you're gonna be on the I'm stage. I'm watching my tiny whiteies. Come you know on! What? You're gonna be on in this on the stage in in, in the full description you just gave me. <laughs> watching. You're gonna be watching it on a TV while watching me in person do the SNL live. W, I'm in. Let's pitch it. Let's pitch it to SNL right now. Send a letter, a strongly worded letter, just with the with the vision, the idea. Send it straight to the Rockefeller Center. That's where they film that, right? That's where they do SNL. No idea. All I need to know is where yep. I need to be on the location and the premises of when SNL is going to be going, because that's all I need to know. All right, let's do it. I'm in. You got me sold. Let's go. Now, while they're writing a very long letter to SNL to say, please, put us on, please, please. Uh, the Blitz is going to go to break, so, you know, if you guys got to go to New York City, I would start going now. Keep listening for more Blitz from the break. If, if you are an Apple user, you know that sound. That means we got a caller. Uh, and, you know, we, we kind of know this caller. It's uh, Dave. But he's not from Ted's anymore. He's now not from GR. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. I wanted to explain my name change first. <laughs> I wanted to give a big shout-out to one of your former compatriots who was doing the sports this morning, Evan, the other Evan, Depot. Yeah. I, I'm a, a giving the sports update um on the uh jeremy and uh howard show so congratulations to him i know you guys are all close to him so good good luck to him on that uh new position that he's doing and um you know great show that you guys have too um you know i haven't heard a lot of it but i've heard some and the part that i heard where you're like um taking shots at uh hackett yeah, he deserves it, and I think there's a Sabre equivalent of that, of our Kevin Adams. So, one other thing, uh, you know, with your Saturday Night Live, one little digression, with your Saturday Night Live comment, I was thinking, you know, I'd offer to 
attend the watch party with um, Tanner, but when I heard he was in his tidy whities that was just TMI for me. No, <laughs> not my own. Um, but in any event, I, I'm just waiting for you guys. You know, go ahead. Defend Kevin Adams, the man who stands pat with the eighth from the bottom team. He has done nothing so far, and I'm ready for you to defend him. He's cousin of Kevin to you because the only people who will defend him is his family right now, I think. Go ahead, guys. Give me what you got. Hold on, actually. Can I ask you a question before? What were your thoughts on the Tage Thompson extension? Uh, Tage Thompson, I thought it was probably too much. Um, it, it is probably a little too long. Um, he just hasn't proven to me the consistency. I, I, he probably deserves it from the time that he, that, from the recent time. But, you know, I'd like to see a co- another year from him before I give him that type of extension. Now, now before Harrington goes off of you, uh, thanks for the call, Dave, but we're just going to, you know, you got some background noise, so... I'm going to take you off air. All right. Harrington, you're now allowed to go off. All right. Um. Yeah, so first of all, on the whole Tanner situation, yeah, dude, I get it. You don't want to sit with a guy in his tidy whities with Dorito dust <laughs> on his shirt. Um, that's up to you, Dave. I, I mean, I sit next to Tanner, um, but I'm on the SNL show, so I can't sit with Tanner at the watch party. Uh, but I'm actually inviting Tanner to the SNL uh, set so he'll be on live TV. So right, if you get me front row, I'll at least put on a tuxedo. You're gonna be on the <laughs> seat. Dude, you're, dude, Only front row though. Tanner, you're gonna be on the stage. You're literally oh, yeah, one right. of the Just... one of the one of the acts. I um, forgot already. Jeez. Um, <laughs> sucks getting old. But the whole Tage Thompson thing, I actually have an interesting uh graphic and in, in player comparison before before I had off to leave at two forty five. But I'll just just because you mention it. Uh Dave, I'm just gonna kinda disagree with you. I think it is kind per- of yeah, I don't know. Uh, you you because, mean fully, right? Yeah, I'm a fully disagree, Dave. Okay, there um, you go. <laughs> just because when you look at the extension, you go, it's a little too long. Well, that that's the amount of years that players sign for is that seven- to eight-year range. You're you're not signing guys for, for two years. You're not signing guys for six years, five years, et cetera. Yeah, you're going to sign a guy like Victor Olsen for two years because Victor Olsen really has n- – not much more to prove. You know, he's a 20-goal scorer. He's a solid player. We don't know if he wants to be part of the long-term future or just what we have now. But you're going to keep him here because he's a solid player. He's going to help you for what is now. Two-year contract. Tage Thompson is a legitimate piece to the puzzle for the long-term success of this team. So you extend him. He's 24 years of age right now. And here's three other players that I'm going to compare him to. This graphic is found on Sabersource on Instagram if you guys want to check it out yourself. But... The three players we're going to be comparing him to is Jack Hughes, Jordan Cairo, and Tim Stutzel. Or Stutzel. So, all right. Tage Thompson, 24 years of age. Jack Hughes, 21. Cairo, 24. Stutzel, 20. Or uh, 20, 20, 20 as well. Um, when you look at their second best career seasons, Thompson's is 14 points. Jack Hughes is 31 points. Cairo is 35. Stutzel is 29. So, they're all around the same range. Low points in their second seasons, but room for improvement, per se. And Tage only played 38 games, by the way, while everyone else played 50-plus. So Tage would have been on the same, you know, uh, pace for points. Their contract at that time was Tage was making 1.4 average million per year, Jack 925000 Kairou 2.8 million, and Stutzel 
925,000. Now, their 2021, 2022 statistics, this is where it it changes and it differs. So again, all three, all four of those players were young uh, in their second best seasons. Tage played less games than everyone, but they were all around the same point per game range. Tage Thompson, 78 games, 68 points. Jack Hughes, 50 games played, 56 points. Uh, Jordan Cairo, uh, 74 games played, 75 points, so just around a point per game. Uh, and Stutzel, 58 points and 79 games played. All right, here's their contracts. Tage Thompson, seven years, 50 million, average of about 7.1 million. He's extended through 2029 20, 20, to, to 30. Uh, then Jack Hughes, eight years, 64 million, $8 million average, and then that's the same extension through with um, Tage Thompson as well. Cairo, uh, eight years, 65 million. 8.125 average, and that's extended to the 30-31 the season. And then Stutzel, it's 8 years, 66.8 million, 8.35 million average uh, through the 30 and 31 season too. So when you really when you really break this down, if you want to like be like super tight-knit on the money and the cap situation and the years and whatever else based on point production and projected point production, produ- uh, projection, whatever— Tate Thompson has, like, the second-best contract here, if not the best contract. I mean, I, I'd say, out of all these players, I think Jack Hughes is the best, the best player. He's a center. He's a passer. He's got a good shot. He can move the puck. He's younger. He just uses a first overall pick. Like, Jack Hughes is a, a great player. And then you got Thompson, Kyrou, and Stutzel, who are all good players. Uh, Stutzel for the Ottawa Senators. They have a nice thing going on. They have a nice young core. Uh, but then Kyrou, who's just at a point per game, but is making a million more dollars a year than Thompson and has one more year on his extension. Like, overall, I mean, this is this is what you're going to pay for a player like Tage Thompson's caliber. So I think the Sabres probably underpaid him a little bit when you look at some of the other contracts around the NHL, uh, comparing, you know, age, point projection, uh, you know, their second-best seasons, what they've done so far, et cetera, the team that they're on. Thompson's going to be a 65 to 75 point guy his entire career. You're paying him $7 million. He's a center, a shoot first center. He's a goal scorer at the end of the day. His best season will probably be around a point per game if he's hot and he's just on his game. But he's going to be a 65 to maybe 80 point guy. He's not going to be your your full-blown Jack Eichel replacement. I don't think we're ever going to have that Jack Eichel replacement yet where it's a point per game guy just... Elite, like when he when he was in, in his in his you know top peak of his prime, but at the end of the day, like you're paying Thompson to stay here and be one of the main young contributors on this team, so I think it's a great contract overall. I would agree with that. Even if you know you're not a huge Kevin Adams fan, I think you got to call balls and strikes. I can understand the argument of how oh he only had like one good season. I agree. I can see that. I'd like to see him you know have another season like he did last year before you roll out the Brinks truck. But this is I mean, the thing. He went. I had 35 points in his first four years, and then, you know, almost doubles that last year. So, yeah, you'd like to see another season, but, I mean, at the end of the day, good organiz- part of being a good organization is paying your good players, and Tage Thompson was a good player last year, and there's no reason to believe that he can't do that again this season and in seasons to come. So, and plus, might as well lock him up before, you know, that price range goes up. You know, a million dollars might not seem like that much, but uh, I... 
regardless, I'd still, uh, I'd rather lean towards pay him and get it done now than, you know, wait down the road and that price, you know, potentially goes up. Now, Mr. I Had Class has now joined us, Joe Kelly. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. Good to see you guys. It's, you know, Monday, yeah, I missed out for class and I'm here now, so... Up, are Joe? we talking? Are we talking Adams and Granado talk here? Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave. Uh, not now. Not from GR is uh, called in and he said, you know, Adams hasn't done anything. Joe, would you, do you want to take another stab at it? Sure. You know what? I'll, thing? I'll, I'll give my two cents it, without having any background information on the conversation. Well, I just asked him about the Tage contract, and that's what we've been mostly talking about. Oh, for the past there you five go. Minutes. There, there's your. Background. I see. No, I, I, I caught the tail end of what Tanner was saying in here, and I, I would have to agree that price tag is going to go up if he continues to play to the level he is. So, get him for a you know what might seem as a you know a long and expensive contract now, but it, you're going to look at it as a bargain if he keeps up the way he's going the next couple of years. So, yeah, that's my two cents. Plus, <laughs> plus the prospect challenge is coming. Yeah, up. that's that's it, Evan. Don't steal the thunder, man. Oh, my bad. Don't steal it. I don't have any thunder. No, no, you don't, especially while like you're, Thor, you're leaving. The in God like of Lightning. Minutes. <laughs> but, yeah, if you don't know the Sabres Prospect Challenge with the uh, Sabres Prospects, Bruins, Canadians, Devils. Am I forgetting anybody? Probably. Uh, I'm probably missing a team or two who I'll sent prospects up. here. But, um. That starts tonight. The Sabres prospects play tomorrow. Uh, you can still buy tickets. They're ten bucks a piece at the Harbor Center. And oh, here we go. It is the Sabres, Bruins, Canadians, Devils, Ottawa Senators, Pittsburgh Penguins. Senators, okay, and Penguins. Yes. This is me being a e- bad, easy forgettable team. This is me being a, a bad Sabres fan, I guess. But has the roster been released for yeah, that? Who's up playing for us? Released. It's it's a bunch of prospects, young guys. Uh, oh, the, so it's not like like Quinn and Paterka and like no, no, I, no, they're actually they're, they're playing. No, uh, no, they're not. They're not. No, not no, they uh, they announced that it's it's basically it's for the draftees and the the real new guys. Oh, you not know what? Those guys. I, I was thinking of what was going on rec- uh, like a few months ago. But I mean, does that mean that Quinn and uh, J.J. Paterka are going straight up to the Sabres? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Not Jack, going... Jack Quinn and Paterka are locks for this roster, I think. At least Quinn is. Um, I think you, ha- you have to think they're locks. Oh, and uh, Tanner, to answer your question, it's basically the three first-round picks that Adams did this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically recent signees like Josh Bloom, Alexander Kiskoff, uh, Tyson Kozak, you know, guys like that. Um, and then there's also a couple of new guys there, but you know how how much of uh, impact do they have? But I did find this a little interesting. While Evan is waving his hand in my face, oh, he's <laughs> uh, he he's doing something behind me, either dancing without music on or <laughs> something. No, he, don't, he doesn't even need music to dance. We know that. He's, he's a, I mean, it can't be top forty music, but right, I gotta head out, fellas. Oh, you got him? Yeah, I got class. Have a good show, fellas. Bye. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you Friday, my friend. uh, (laughs) I I thought you were leaving. Kevin Adams and Don Granato is one of the best head coach and GM duos in the league. Uh, Go Bills. No matter what Dan says, wants to fire Granato and Adams. Because you're the one who said it. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) receipts. I'll take the receipts. I'll be like Sally now. I, I want your receipt. I, I will be like, <laughs> uh, what is it, Rite Aid? I'll be like Rite Aid. 
I'll take all your uh, receipts when it actually when they get fired. You know he runs the stadium before every game. Does he? I saw the, Robert Sala. Yeah, he. Hmm. There was pregame footage of him running the stairs up in the three hundreds. That's cr- well, some players do that. No, though. but the head coach. You don't see Brian Dable doing that. I mean, probably for well, a reason. Well, but. well, yeah, if you look at Brian Dable, no offense to Brian Dable. We, we love you here, but uh, just look at you. you it, it makes sense why you don't go up and down the stairs that much. Uh, but, no, he's a pretty athletic guy. I mean, I could see him doing it. I, I mean, that's I mean, like Dan Campbell. I mean, I could definitely <laughs> see Dan Campbell doing something like that. Dan and Campbell's th- too busy biting kneecaps to be running stairs. Yeah. Just, I, I wonder how the locker room was after their game. Oh, the Lions game? Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, an L's an L. But to come back from being down 31-14 to 14 against one of the most loaded rosters in the NFL, the Philadelphia, I mean, that's nothing to hang your hat on. No, no. I mean, Plus, you got to be happy. You scored 35 points with a QB that's uh, assist, known as not that good. Yeah, a system's not, not too shabby or not too great quarterback, you know? Right. But uh, back on the Sabres, what are you guys expecting from the prospect challenge? Do you think it's just, you know, here you go, here's a unfinished product that will come out sooner or later, like a Marvel movie? or Oh, my God. Had to throw the slight in, too. <laughs> Can I not do that anymore, Joe? No, you can throw the slight in. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, Mr. Class. <laughs> uh, you know. And or is it like you know you may be seeing these guys sometime soon? I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I think most guys are going to be on you know the young bucks. The what they took three centers in the first round, right? So most of the uh, eyes are going to be on those guys, and then you know maybe everyone else or guys that could be you know on the Amherst this season or what have you. So I would say most people are going to be looking at you know the the three first-round draft picks, and then everything else is kind of blah. But you guys know more about the Sabres than I do, at least for now. <laughs> so uh, what are you looking for? I honestly, I, I think we're going to see, I mean, they were ranked number one prospect-wise in the offseason. So I think we're going to have a showing, um, hopefully with Savoy, you know, like our first-round pick is like, you know, Owen Power played in the, the league right as he finished college. You know what I mean? So if he if Savoy comes right out and impresses, he'll have a spot on the team. And that, that's kind of what I'm hoping happens and, you know, looking forward to at least is just they go out and have a showing. It doesn't need to be fantastic. They might not win, you know, necessarily. They might not be the best out there. But just show some promise and show some, like, oh, we're going to take the offseason to work with you. And this season you might be down, minus the first couple picks, of course, down on the, the Americans. And you just got to hope, you know, they make their way up eventually. But, you know, own power in those guys, Paterka, they're – no longer considered prospects, so they're not even partaking, which I didn't realize. I don't know about you, Dan, but I didn't realize that was going to happen until recently, like that came out. Everyone thought that they were going to be a part of it. Oh, yeah, I have reason to believe that they wanted to, and and maybe they just said, do we really want them to maybe have the risk of being injured before the season? Because remember, the season starts very soon. I mean, it's, it's great. Now finally seeing sports back up because, oh, my God, it's been a long time. Like, thank God NFL came back. But, like, I I mean, I'm kind of excited for this hockey season, but also not getting my hopes up too far. You know, that's that's what I've done now. Like, last season I had really high hopes, and those came crashing and burning and and led to other ideas. It started a dumpster fire with gasoline. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Exactly. So – 
you know, I, 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 I hope the prospects look good. You know, it's prospects versus prospects. How much are you going to learn? It's basically like, I bet UPL might be there. I, I know they just recently signed him, so maybe he shows up for a game or two. I mean, you only do three games of this. Right. So, I, I mean, it, it's kind of like we had plans to go to a prospect challenge. We did. We did. And but those that never panned through. out. No, no. <laughs> Stuff came Dan, Dan up. was trying to make plans, and then I know, nothing I happened. Know. Nothing I try happened. to make a lot of plans. I, I try to have a good time with you guys. That's That's the point of this. Oh, hold on. Speaking of UPL, what do you guys think the Sabres goalie rotation is going to look like <laughs> next year? Because I would figure, I mean, what, you got to think maybe Anderson plays like 30-some-odd games. Maybe Comrie plays like, maybe they split it half and half. They each play 30, and then UPL gets a rest or something like that. I would think Comrie plays the most just because he's a free agent signing. I know UPL is technically a free agent signing, but it was a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had that time buffer to right. sign him. So, you know, they, they weren't really in a rush. It kind of looked like they were more in a rush to get Comrie here than anything else. So I, I think he plays majority. Anderson, since he's back for another season, I guess you have him be the backup. But I could see him... Definitely, like, let's say he gets hurt again, because we all know Sabres goalies gets hurt at some point. Uh, I could see him retiring maybe halfway in the season. You know, pulling Avante Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pull Avante Davis, you know. Um, and it wouldn't be like, you know, he doesn't like the team. or It, it would just probably be age and injury-wise mm-hmm. that he decides not to continue. Uh, because he played a lot last season. I mean, especially at the end. I mean, he played a bunch of games, and it was lucky they had, like, the energy. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but well, uh, you know he's 40 years old. Right. Yeah. Like how much? You know that's like retirement home age in the NHL world. Um, and then I think UPL takes over for Anderson, while Subban probably stays in Rochester and does whatever. <laughs> you know, if he ever brings his brother here, that's when you bring him up. Until then, he's yeah. still unsigned too, right? Yeah, PK? he hasn't done anything. That that's why I'm still kind of ticked. I mean, you hear all these like little signings, but you don't hear anything big anymore. Like it was no, so... we're in, we're in the dead it's dead zone of Sabers news at oh. this point. Yeah. Oh, you know, I I bet we didn't talk about this. Cody Eakin's gone. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's going to Calgary. <laughs> uh, he is like one of the farthest spots away from the Sabers. Thank you. I did not need to see his luscious hair anymore. He did and, win best hair in the NHL, though. I yeah, mean, that that's is an the achievement. the only award the Sabres have gotten in, like, the past 20 years, Joe. How impressive is that? I mean, it is, like you said, the only one they've gotten in the past 20 years, so it's got to be somewhat impressive, you know? Really? That's like calling Mitch, like, oh, my God, MVP. Oh, my God, that's so amazing on Nickelodeon. You know, Josh <laughs> Allen and him are the only two MVPs. Yeah. The only two in my eyes. I mean, there's been <laughs> other players that oh, yeah. won it, but they're illegitimate. Allen and uh, Trubisky. Who else won it? Um, they I don't like feel him. like they did it like every week last year, and someone did, did it really? yeah. every week. Yeah. Oh, see, I only paid attention when Allen won it, like, so I, I was like, like, "Oh, that's the only two. Yeah, like they they had like the easy, you know. Maybe they'll do it for NHL. They'll do some slime stuff and all that, you know, for for some hockey games. You think ESPN is going to do that? <laughs> what, you think Wayne Gretzky on well, TNT? Well, ESPN's actually a Disney company, so no, they wouldn't do it. Maybe they'll have a 
M- maybe MVP or D- DVP, Disney Valuable Player. You know what I mean? Dude, could you imagine if Nickelodeon did that for like a hockey game like they do with the <laughs> NFL games? If you just like shot a puck and hit a goal and then just slime, yeah, slime explode. everywhere. <laughs> but actually, sick. it wouldn't be CGI. They do it for real, and then you got to skate around on the slime. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Did you talk about uh, Ryan Miller getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame? No, Maybe not the U.S. So. Hall of Fame. We did not talk about that. Oh no, sorry. Likely. I just i i no, came no, in i came good. in blind. I just want to make sure. Um, no, we didn't. I I don't think we've talked about that at all during the past couple of shows. But uh-huh. Ryan Miller did get inducted into U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, and good for him. Good for him. He's I having a good Ryan. year. Number retired here in Buffalo, and he's going into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. And he has a model wife, so you know it's like. We know where Dan's head's at. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I've never seen her before, so now. Well, we that's the her. only reason he left Buffalo. You know that, right, Joe? Why? Why? Because she wanted to? Yeah. She she was on West Coast. She wanted Miller to move to the West Coast. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the only reason he left. Ryan that's Miller would have stayed. I know another Buffalo athlete that kind of has a model wife. So are you saying that Jordan Poyer? <laughs> oh, Rachel Bush, the Twitter warrior. <laughs> the Twitter warrior. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's he, not that. Boyer got up. extended though, right? No, uh, no, he no. Got he just the, got the incentive boost oh, yeah, from five hundred k to two million. Restructured it as a kind of gesture of goodwill. Be like, okay, we want you here. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know, giving da- giving Dawson Knox that extension is like, and not you know, they're saying they're working on it for Poyer, and then you give it to someone else. I feel like he could have been upset by that. Well, you know we still I mean? so. we have still heard nothing about Edmonds though. Uh, no, Tremaine, Tremaine's a question mark. I, I, mean, I think you prioritize him. Of all the guys that we have to re-sign in the near future, I mean, you're talking Devin Singletary, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Poyer. I would say you go in um, order of most important to least. You would say, like, Edmonds, Oliver, Poyer, Singletary. Where does Gabe Davis fall? Well, I mean, he's, he's yeah. Pretty, I mean, he's, he's. I mean, he's two years out. Yeah. But, but Tremaine, Tremaine being the most immediate out of the two of them, I would definitely. I mean, Tremaine, honestly, last game he looked great. He had a couple tackles and stuff. Where I'm well, like, he okay, didn't need to like focus no, anymore on, no, the, the, on the, line. the run. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have to worry about the run. He was in pass coverage, and it was, yes, it, I know they didn't the have to focus like on a, the run. Stupid cam makers at John McVay. Ah! <laughs> and the guy covers. I mean, he's six five, like two forty, but he covers yeah. like a nickel corner. I he mean, does. Guys like that are just that's not a guy you don't let leave the building. Simply put. No, it'll be it'll be a great season for him. I think he's definitely going to have to get it. I, I th- are we going off topic from the Sabers here? We we kind of bound it off or no? No, we're we're kind of heading to break just, in a couple of seconds. So oh, okay. you know we we can do whatever we want. We're here. just free flowing today. Exactly. Uh, so I have a question. Oh, All question right. before break. What what is your question? Okay, so. And I lost it. I'm gonna. Oh I'm gonna I, I completely lost it. Well, okay. I, well, Joe thinks about the question he's gonna ask. Sucks to getting old, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Hit that twenty year, two decade mark, and I now we're losing it. Just goes right out the window. <laughs> well, we're gonna head to break. So while Joe figures out what the heck his question was, you you know you can listen to some nice ads. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. And as we all know, tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, so Thursday night football. 
thank God football's back. You know, you, you got the two-day window that it's like you miss everything. I'm still joined by Tanner Saunders and Joe Kelly. Uh, this is 91.3 FM WBMY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by his Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. And it's a pretty interesting game, I would think. I, I would hope. I mean, it's Chiefs versus Chargers. But before we get into that whole game, uh, you know, Joe came up to me during the break. And Still don't know my question, by the way. That's a lost cause. We're oh, not you, go you lost that. it? Okay. Yep, completely gone. <laughs> but, but you know, Joe, Joe got probably distracted when he came into the studio. But I was trying to find music for this opening segment. Uh, and, you know, you just heard the old Thursday night theme that was the NFLs, uh, you know, whenever it was on NFL Network. But Joe said, like, why, why don't we do a little history lesson, you know? And uh, <laughs> history is my favorite subject. You know, I, we're going to compare. There's at least three that I have found that are like pretty much the Thursday night football games. And this next one is the CBS one from 2014. Oh, a classic. I, I mean, it's got a little bit more like. That you know, CBS Sports, like, their normal one, it almost right. is it, very it, similar. It sounds a little bit better, though, in my mind. Like, it has that punch. <laughs> I, I think that it, the, the... Dan likes the punch. I like the punch, you know? <laughs> it, there's a, a punchline for a reason in all the jokes. But that is CBS, and then, you know, I don't know how official this is. But but on YouTube, you know, very reliable source, YouTube. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, it's like Wikipedia, but the video world. Uh, this guy named Sideline on YouTube. Thursday Night Football on Prime, official theme. I don't know how official this is. <laughs> Amazon, please do not sue me if we leak this before. What if it's in the top top 40? Then we're, we're done. That's it. I don't think it's... Uh, it, Joe, have you ever seen a football theme? It jumped up the on the top 40 because of speculation. <laughs> <laughs> because of the show and speculation. Yep. Top 40. We're oh, no. hit with a major copyright strike, which is taking away the entirety of the Blitz. It's now uh, Amazon. It's not even that. We get our whole license revoked, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. Or Jeff Bezos just takes the Blitz and does his own, so. Bald head Blitz. Bald head. Uh, but here's the supposed official theme of Thursday night. It has a Madden kind of quality to it. It does, but then it's got a trap beat. That's true. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, hey, it sounds kind of like futuristic, like with the times, like... I, I, Sounds cool to me. I would sign off on that. I give it. I give it the cosign. You give the. Co- do you, have, do you have the finale on there? Can we hear the end of it? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I can. I can fast forward. Let me just turn it. <laughs> like off I want to so hear then. if it goes out with that punch you like so much. You know. This does sound like Madden twenty five, doesn't it? I will <laughs> say that. Like it's very reminiscent. Here, here's the the ending. I can get behind this. I like this. Dan's bopping his head. He looks like a DJ over there. <laughs> DJ Double D in the <laughs> building. 
it has that kind of college theme to me. I like it. No, the like, the it, actual like orchestra behind it. You know yeah, what I mean? it yeah. actually sounds pretty nice. If that's the official theme, I would probably buy Amazon Prime just for the theme. Hey, I mean, like I said, I give it I give it my stamp of approval as as if Jeff Bezos is out there, you know, losing sleep as, as to whether it has my my seal of approval. But <laughs> I approve nonetheless. But yeah, no, I I think I like I, that. I mean, what's your your favorite one of the three? Honestly. I like the CBS one because that's my like I remember that oh, from yeah. as a kid, and it's I like CBS Sports in general, like their intro now, and that's very reminiscent of that. So I like that. But this new one, I, I agree with Tanner here. It's pushing the times forward a little bit. We're moving away from the the classics and kind of becoming a more modern, you know. And it, it, it's like you said that Madden slash college football vibe mixed together with the trap beat. So it's just it's very interesting, but it's cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I mean, it's not watch that it bad. not be real and us just waste about five minutes on. I know, segment. just talking about a theme that isn't real. You, yeah, you, you know, somebody's probably just gonna like comment on our video. Hello, darkness, my old friends. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah we're we're done. Like, just just tweets it out. Wow, they were so wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thursday night Chiefs versus Chargers. What are you guys' thoughts on it? Because oh. you know, as we mentioned, just uh, Harrison Bucker is out. Ooh. Um, the Chiefs rookie corner has been put on Ronnie IR. Yep. So he's out for this game. Keenan Allen is out for this game for the Chargers. Hold on a second. I had a mini heart attack while we were playing that music for a second. Mini heart attack? Yes, because yep. let you me went, tell you why. Minor cardiac dysrhythmia. Yes, because I had my phone right next to me on my right side, and you know I see it lights up with a notification. It's from the score, and all I see is Allen out for, and I'm like, what? What Allen out, and then I thought, oh yeah, Keenan Allen. And I, once I read it, once I read it more, yeah, Keenan Allen hamstring will miss week two versus the Chiefs. But for a second, I thought, oh my god, what happened to Josh? But all right, we're good. And Crisis then, averted. And then J.C. Jackson is also listed as questionable mm-hmm. for the Chargers. So I mean, you know, it's two top tier offenses with a little banged up on both sides. Who are you guys expecting to get the win tomorrow? The Los Angeles Chargers. I know Mahomes had a great first game, all right? And I know I picked the Cardinals, which is a really tough look on my end here, okay? And you picked the Detroit Lions. That wasn't out of reach at the end there. They were coming back. Out of the, uh, at the end, but who won? The Eagles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. listen, I understand, all right? Yeah, I'll give you some credit. You, he did get Steelers last week. I did, I did. did. And everyone else had the Super Bowl AFC representatives i should say i was gonna say afc champs but that would have made no sense because they lost but i think the the chargers are going to take the west i've said that many times and i think this is the statement game for the chargers over the chiefs in dominance and you know geno smith cooked the the broncos might not even be up there it might be chiefs charger or chargers chiefs and then vegas vegas looked not granted Devonte adams didn't really do too much you know, like it was hyped up to be. I think it's going to be a Chargers-Chiefs shoot for the first place, and I think this is going to kind of set the set the tone of that battle. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be Chargers over the Chiefs. I think it's going to be 35-32. to 32. I think it's going to be by a field goal. It's going to be tight. Yeah, I can see this game going over, like, the 50-point mark combined because, I mean, you've got two top-flight offenses. I think the Chargers are... Up there with the Bills is what could be the best team in football. I think they're going to win the division. I could see them going 5-1 and one in that division, and I think they're going to take the win here against Kansas City. I mean, 
like the Cardinals defense is not exactly like an iron curtain out there. Like Mahomes had a performance that you would expect him to have against a defense that's not that great. But you're talking about the Chargers. I mean, you've got Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson on the interior. That was their one weakness last year was the run defense, and they've now tightened that up this year. As if they needed any help in the pass rush, you've got Khalil Mack, who had an absolutely stellar week one. I mean, he was tied in... For He was either first or tied for first in a lot of the major pass rushing categories like sacks, TFLs, that type of thing. And then on the back end, even without J.C. Jackson, you've got DeSante Samuel Jr., who I believe had an interception in week one. Derwin James back healthy. Nasir Adderley. I really like you know the secondary they have out there. So the Chargers are one of the best, if not the best teams in football. And they're going to you know start to make their mark on the division there. And I think they beat the Chiefs. Now, what would be really good for Amazon if if they do the Chiefs Rams game? If you remember that big primetime game, that got forty points each. I mean, that was eighty point game, one of the biggest games of that year. I I mean, that would be a great start off to a new uh, season or new rebrand of Thursday Night Football with Al Michaels, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, um, but. I mean, is that ultimately going to happen? I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean, it, it would be great to see it. I, I don't think any team's going to go over 50. Oh, um, no, I meant not one team. I meant combined, maybe 50, Right, 60. yeah, no, no, I know what you were saying. I, I'm just saying from, I don't uh, think it, I because the Chiefs went over 50 last week. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do it again. I don't think the Chargers, I mean, that it was such a close game with the Raiders. Mm, that didn't, like, prove much to me that's like okay you almost lost to the Raiders um, but I I really think uh, who would I rather have win this game it's really just a feeling to me because it's both they're, they're both good teams I would rather see Chargers win so I'm gonna go with Chargers yeah I, I, I would just rather that happen um, You're really th- enthusiastic about that pick, Joe. <laughs> I am. Yeah. No, I. I don't think. I think the Chiefs played a Cardinals defense week one. Like, they play the Chargers defense. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. It's a whole different story. And uh, Khalil Mack did get two sacks. Three. Yeah. Or three. No. Or three. He's looking dominant, and I think that yeah. takes away Mahomes' rushing right away. You know what I mean? His scrambling, right. you're going to have someone on you. You know, and granted, he is shifty. I shouldn't say that. It's going to take it fully away. But I think it's going to be completely different than that Cardinals defense. Like, who thought that was I, – I mean, I picked it – Oh, the it, Cardinals defense is nothing. No, I, mean, I picked it as a long shot because I like taking shots sometimes, right? They're, they're like but, a sheet of paper. Exactly. No, you tear <laughs> right, right through. It's like wrapping paper on Christmas. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You just rip right through. So it's just like it, – this is a whole different ball game, and I think the Chiefs are, or the Chiefs are going to lose to the Chargers. I I would yeah I I agree with you Joe I I really hope Chargers take that next step forward prove that they're you know we can compete we can do it because the only team I think that is I remember that really has beat the Chiefs um, with Patrick Mahomes as the QB is the Raiders I mean the Raiders have had the Chiefs numbers in certain uh, in multiple primetime games I mean the Monday night uh, with the last second touchdown pass right. I I mean it it's just I I really want the Chargers to take that step up. I hope Mike Williams gets more than <laughs> two you know, catches for two 10 catches. Yards. So do I cuz I have him yeah. on a couple fantasy teams. Like Yeah, exactly. Guy was the fourth down king in that last game against he Vegas. He played 98% of snaps. It only 98. Got, 
<laughs> and, oh, and you're God. telling me you only get two receptions? And I don't even uh, – there was a stat I saw that I, I think said no pass catcher for the Chargers went over four targets. Four targets. That's it? Come on. <laughs> Justin, throw the ball. Come on. Bit. Come on. You, you, Herbo. I get it, you have oh, he Eckler. threw the ball, just not to one person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, just throw it to Mike Williams. Just, that's all you need to do. All you need is- here, listen to GM Double D over here. Forget about every other receiver on the field. Mike Williams is your best bet on every down. Exactly, because I'm starting him tomorrow in the Odyssey League, so I, I could use some help, especially mm-hmm. because my opponent has both Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Swift against Washington. It's going to be a long week. Well, luckily, uh, the Chargers are going up against an exploitable defense. I mean, you mentioned the injury to Trent McDuffie. They still got LeJarrius Sneed back there and obviously Justin Reed, but I'd say they have an exploitable secondary, and with no Keenan Allen there, Mike Williams is going to be the number one by default, so I think he'll have a bounce-back game. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that for sure. Now, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Sunday football. You know, we talk more Sunday football on uh, Friday because that's when we make our picks and, you know, when we look into games more into depth. But um, this is the first matchup <laughs> since, I believe, 2011 that the neither the Patriots nor the Steelers will be starting Tom Brady or Re- Ben Roethlisberger. It's been that long. Pittsburgh and Patriots playing each other? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. But um, it could be longer. I could be a little off on the year. But, I mean, just to see even that long, I mean, even if it is 2011, we're talking 11 years. I think Pittsburgh's in a better situation. I mean, if you look at Mac Jones, he's fallen off without McDaniels. So, you know, overall. Would you call him fraudulent? Fraudulent? Yes. That I would, like I said (laughs) in my present, in the the recording for class this morning, too. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The whole class started laughing. It was really funny, actually. It was was interesting. I used my, my sports talk terminology over on a interview about my least favorite class but Mm -hmm. yeah I would definitely definitely think Pittsburgh's got it but I don't think Mac Jones I said before the season that I thought Mac Jones was the most overrated player in the NFL I don't think that anymore that crown goes to our friend Jalen Ramsey but Mac Jones is probably number two I would say as far as most overrated player in the NFL goes unfortunately when we did our season predict when we did our divisional record uh, predictions over the summer I picked the Patriots to win this game but you best believe that I am uh, I'm rocking with Pittsburgh I hope Mitchell Trubisky goes in there and gives them the business I mean Mac Jones did not have a particularly good game against you know the Dolphins defense and the Dolphins defense is good don't get me wrong but they were you know without Byron Jones I mean even the Steelers defense without TJ Watt you still got to deal with you know Cam Hayward um, and that secondary Minka Fitzpatrick who if I'm not mistaken is the reigning AFC defensive player of the week so you know the Dolphins defense was good but I think Pittsburgh even without TJ is better than Miami so it might be they might be in for a long day or the Patriots plus when you have you know a special teams coordinator and a defensive guy is your offensive play caller yeah, I mean what licky, do you expect licky lips over there on defense too now I I did find the stat I did find it <laughs> 1998 oh my goodness <laughs> 1998 <laughs> uh and it's not both it's Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger mm. but still uh. 1998 that's a heck wow. of a long time. Um, my yeah, thoughts something. on this game, uh, I think 
even though Mac Jones does have the back injury, you know, from carrying the team. Yeah, from uh, carrying that explosive offense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I. It looked like the same I offense don't we see, played in the playoffs last year. I don't see Bill losing two in a row. I, I know Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and I gave him a lot of praise on Monday. And I was like, oh, good for you. Maybe you won't go under 500 for the first time in your career. But, oh, my God, without T.J. Watt, I think there's a big hole that you cannot fill. Uh, Cameron Hayward's out there. You did mention that. But he also did get partially banged up mm-hmm. at the end of the Bengals game. Yeah. So, with uh, same with Najee Harris. Even though he says he, he's going to play, and probably he will, how many touches does he get? I mean, you're going to be looking to the pass on the Patriots. Oh, I really don't want to pick this game because I don't want to pick Patriots, but I don't want to pick against Mike Tomlin and, you know, Mitch Trubisky. And, That's right. Y- yeah. Uh, even uh, – I think if even Kenny fine, Pickett was you in convince the game, me, it would be Steelers. You, you convinced me it's Steelers. I, I was going to go Patriots. I, I really was – I'm I, sticking with the Patriots, but you best believe I'm pulling for the Steelers. Uh, I'm going for Steelers. I just don't think Mac Jones can – do what he needs to do. I, I mean, I get you have a good rushing attack, but that's about it. You know, whatever. Uh, it, it run Damian Harrison, Ramonje Stevenson all you want. I, I still have one of the best defensive lines in the league, says the Steelers. You know. Yeah, and it's not like the Patriots' offensive line is an iron curtain. You know, Mac <laughs> Jones no. got... Or I should, say ste- I should say steel curtain since they're playing the Steelers. But either way, I mean... You look at what the Bengals did on their offensive line, and sure, it might take some time for all those guys to gel together, but they had, what, seven sacks on Joe Burrow, 11 quarterback hits? Like, they can get to the quarterback. Granted, that might take a bit of a slide now that T.J. Watt's injured, but they can still they can get to the quarterback. You know, guys like Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith. So, you know, Mac Jones isn't just going to sit back there all day and have all day to, you know, survey the defense. He's going to have to, you know, get that ball out quick because the Patriots' offensive line didn't exactly look great against Miami, who was pass rush is not as good as Pittsburgh's. Now, uh, let's talk about the good old Bills. Why not, right? Why not? Why not? You know, if, if hey. you... <laughs> go Bills. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, everything that comes out on a Tuesday, you know, even though Tuesday is known as the slow NFL day, uh, the big thing that comes out is power rankings. And NFL had us at number one. ESPN had us at number one. Bleacher Report had us at number one. I mean, that's just a great feeling. I thought you were going to say Seattle was number one. Joe, I'm I'm not Evan Harrington. Maybe if we were talking like quarterback power rankings, and yeah, maybe Geno at number one. <laughs> Drafted the same year as EJ Manuel. Oh, my God. Hey, I wanted the Bills to draft Geno Smith in that draft. <laughs> I, I didn't want the Bills to draft anybody. Looking back on it, uh, you know, I I didn't really care for Manuel or Geno Smith. It was kind of just like, we need a QB, so I'm just going to take you. And that did not work by any means necessary. Um, A lot of the Bills are talking after practice. Josh Allen came out and talked to me as Stephon Diggs, Sean McDermott, um... Micah Hyde, I think. Or no. Yeah, no, Micah Hyde. Sorry, I thought that was Poyer for a minute. 
Von Von Miller came out, and uh, one of his quotes that has been now framed, I love Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, How can he not? Right? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, as we head towards Monday night, this is such a long, long time. I mean, I hate the bye week as much as any other guy, but, man, this feels just as long. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it feels like a long week. I'm going to be at that game. I can't wait. Oh, you're going to the Tennessee game? Yes. I uh my buddy offered me to go with him and I was like, Absolutely I would, you know. W friend right there. He is, yeah. he is. He's the one I do my podcast with. Mm. Um actually my cousin, funny enough, but you know. W cousin. Yeah, W Either cousin. Way. You have yeah. a cousin who gets you Bills tickets, you have an uncle who works for the Bills Media. Joe, you have connections everywhere. <laughs> I don't know, man. You don't know, man? That's what it's all about, doing this type of stuff. You got to have connections. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in, when you're chasing the dream that we all are, it helps to, you know, have that type of stuff. But let me tell you what, about the Bills being number one in the power rankings, if you would have told me that in, like, 2012 through, like, 2017, where we were just, like, mid every year, I'd be like, no shot, no way. So it's just lovely to see in a little bit unfamiliar territory because, like, the Bills haven't been good since I've been alive and since right. I've been following football. Like, I started following the Bills seriously in 2011. So this is, like, the first time they've been a Super Bowl contender in my lifetime. So I don't even know what to think. This is unfamiliar territory for me if I've ever seen it. No, same here. I, I first became a huge fan when Scott Chandler was our uh, tight end. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was a little tough. You know, EJ Manuel. But Kyle Orton. Right. Kyle, right. The Kyle Orton year was, like, the first year I really, like, dug into it. You know what I mean? I I remember Ryan Fitzpatrick plays. Yeah. I mean, when I was little. Well, yeah, I remember. But them I mean, playing, like, but like I didn't start follow like seriously following the Bills until like Jeff Tool. Like just <laughs> just a weird. Oh, I think gosh. it was like the same week Tool was starting, and I was like, okay, sure. What's this guy got? Ugh. Jeff Tool, what a tool. Jeff Tool. Put on the put on the shelf to never be seen it's like again. Like Rob Johnson too. Like what are we thinking? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. JP Lawson. Yeah, that could be yeah. said for any of our quarterbacks from Jim Kelly to Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. Letting Marshawn Lynch go. Yeah. Like these moves the Bills made uh, are unforgivable almost from <laughs> all those years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how? How? I get it. Hindsight's 2020, 20, but at the same time like come on. You think EJ Manuel's your franchise quarterback? Right. Granted he was great in college, but he didn't translate, so. Now, the uh the organization before Big Baller Bean walked so Big Baller Bean could run. Exactly. Now the you, Ryan brothers. You know, the show's been a little, like, non-ranty. You know, I, oh, I've uh, kind of been I know where this quiet. is going. Oh, you know where it's going? Yeah, I got, a, I got a feeling. It's time for a legendary Double D rant. You know, I... I I, I'm thinking we're going to make a, a alarm for this, so we could just play it whenever I start <laughs> doing it. Just use the train horn sound from <laughs> for the Bills. Just a, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know what I mean? You should. Oh, it's time. Everybody, we need like a, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Like a, ah, oh, man. Man, I'm having a Joe Kelly moment. I was going to say something. <laughs> You're flubbing? It just slipped yeah, out of flubbing. my brain. He's flubbing. Telling we you. need a, uh Oh, like a Japanese air raid siren for whenever Double D's about to go on a rant. Just everybody, everybody go to your nuclear fallout shelters. Double D's about to go off. Are you looking for the train horn? Yep. All right. While 
just to fill the uh, the dead air here while you're doing that. Did you guys see the uh, how the Orchard Park Central School District and the Frontier School District are having a half day on Monday because of the game? Yeah. Tanner, don't start. Tanner, don't start it. <laughs> what the heck is that <laughs> sound? That, that's it the sounds... sound for when you're about to rant. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad sound effect. <laughs> Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh! What am I not starting? Is that uh, what uh, you're gonna go off about? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna go off about, Tanner. Exactly. Okay, so I graduated high school about two years ago uh-huh. now, and, and you know, Joe, you've been three. Tanner, you've been four. Uh, oh wow, two, three, four. Yeah, Look at two, that. three, four. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, and it comes out that Orchard Park <laughs> and Frontier get half. Days? Wait, Dan, 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 hold on a second. You might want to close that door before you start screaming. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. You guys fill time. Look at Joe. He's sorry. On I'm just thinking. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to <laughs> trying to pers pers or uh, there there I go again. Forgetting something. It's gonna cause trying to save someone's there. ears. Yeah, <laughs> people in the student. We're gonna hear him like all the way that. around. With someone the... getting murdered in there. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna hear him all the way around the si- the side with the door open. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, take I, it away. I can go now. Yep. Cool. I'm glad you guys can improve. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> what is this? I, we're not in the Super Bowl. We're we're not even close to it. It's not January, if I can tell by the calendar on my computer. It's the third week of school. It's the third week of school. <laughs> These kids are basically learning algebra, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Monday you get half day." Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You get to miss your history class because the Bills are playing. Where was this? And the game's not till 7.15 p.m. too. No, I thought it was later. Or no, it is 7.15. It is 7.15. They're doing the doubleheader. That's right. Yep. Huh? <laughs> you, you're telling me that kids need to get out at 12 to watch a game. It's not like they get out at 2.15 anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like they get five hours to prepare. Oh, let's give them seven. What do you need with seven hours? What are you going to do for seven hours? What? I, I bet you the kid's just going to go home, going to say, Hi, Mom and Dad. I don't have work to do. I'm just going to go to my room and watch Bill's highlights for seven hours. Hey, that's what? How I, that's how, I, that's how <laughs> I spend most yeah. of my days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, I every time I'm at, you know, not Odyssey at my other job and I'm on the fitness desk, you know, just monitoring gym memberships, I'm sitting there watching The Herd and all those podcasts just on my thing. I'm watching the highlights. Like, mm-hmm. You know, then my shift six hours is done. See ya. Like, like you're telling me my my superintendent wouldn't call a stupid snow day when it's a freaking five foot blizzard outside, mm-hmm. but a Bills game. Oh my God! Half day, half day. Go, go, spread news. Right, and they get voted the half day for voting, which is coming up this November. But like, Bills game, you know, week two, week two game. You know, Monday night against the Titans. Who just lost to the New York Giants? Half day. And you're telling me it's worth a half day. You're you're, you're telling me it's. Oh, worth he's a toned half it down. Day. I'm expecting I, an explosion. I, I, in because <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, wait, what are we thinking here? I didn't even see Lancaster call it yet. I'm I'm expecting the next like five hours that my stupid dumb old superintendent is going to be like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we we follow them. We go, yeah, half day tomorrow. Like I, I, I would D- rather Dan's not... doing caveman motions for everyone listening. Just so <laughs> I, you know. I am. <laughs> 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 
But uh, hold on, can I play devil's advocate here and just throw something out there, and then I'll let you respond? Yeah, yeah, be the devil. I mean, I originally saw this. It was posted by WGRZ, and they made it sound like they kind of clickbaited it a little bit to make it sound like it was because of the game itself. But don't you reckon that the reason they might have done that is from a logistical standpoint? Because obviously, you know, there's going to be people traveling to the game, probably in bunches, to you know do tailgating. So having to deal with that and like bus scheduling and all that, I figured that was the reason why they did it but then again we've had like primetime games in the past where i mean you guys would know better than i because i've only lived in buffalo since 2021 but do they normally give half days when the bills play no week, never week not one games? no and then they they honestly the half day would be better suited on a tuesday because then they don't miss the first half of the day and come exactly. in late like that makes like, sense bro, you know what the, i mean the, right. the whole school's gonna be empty wait wait they're gonna come in for like three hours to go wake up at <laughs> 6.30 in the morning to learn After not English? getting home if they're going to, like, yeah. 2, 3 in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I mean, I mean, we are. We yeah, are. Right. And I have early class, but, like, right. you know. But it's like, a- on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we just stay here for lunch. We don't even do anything. I mean, you got a class after, but, like, I, I yeah, just I was going to say, for speak lunch. for yourself. I'm here till yeah. 5.45. <laughs> but- from 9. But it's like, come on. You need seven. Tanner, to to mention your point, (laughs) the parents can leave their kids home. They leave the door unlocked. We're we're talking. No, you can't leave the door unlocked today. Yes, you can. Orchard Park? Who's going (laughs) to steal crap in Orchard Park? You would think. But even on Grand Island, where I live, my buddy left his car unlocked, ravaged. That's Your no, it's not. It was parked in the driveway with ring doorbells. No, they, no crafts what, were given. They rung, <laughs> they rung the doorbell and they're like, "Hey, no!" I'm but you can see, the, you can see the camera. <laughs> oh, and they just, said, they yeah, they just ramaged right through the car. They just took everything. I mean, you'd be surprised, though. I mean, I know Orchard Park's like a nice upscale place, but there's opportunists out there. Oh I mean, yeah. And honestly, the weakness is everyone thinks they wouldn't do something like that. So now you get the people who are like, it's a whole thing. It's escalation. You keep you you, you, you know and the masses. There could be like a, a a garage door unlocked, right? Like it's not visible. You know, it's in your garage. I mean, you could always <laughs> do that. I I've done that multiple times. That's a what great... if you can't open the garage door? What if there's no code? What if it's a puller? And you no, have that... I, well, at least with my garage, you just lift it up, put your butt through it, and like you know, go to the door through the dark. Um, but you know, you got, for... tw- you got twenty twenty nighttime vision. You got night vision or something? Is that what you're saying? I I won't say that, but I know my gar- I, I know my garage pretty well. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, oh my god, I, it's like okay, you don't know the door or the garage door code. Guess who you can text. Your parents who are at the Bills game. You're right, because every child has an iPhone 12 now. Yeah, so exactly. It's like... <laughs> so, like, who's walking without a phone? Uh, like, I had a flip phone until I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I didn't have a phone until college. <laughs> <laughs> and yours is falling apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the screen's literally peeling off. Yeah, it's, like, like <laughs> really bad. It, it's getting to the point Because you dropped it. Yeah, I did. I did. It was not. A he fun dropped drop. it on uh, another rage rant about a half day for Orchard <laughs> Park. Are you sure you dropped it? Are you sure you didn't throw it at the wall when Cam Akers had three touches <laughs> for zero yards? No, I was looking on my computer for that. My computer's fine. <laughs> but uh, like, 
Half day unnecessary. I I, I I never got that, and neither did you two. I bet where no. you get a a day off or like a half day for a Bills game, and that just ticks me off. It's like how people complained, like, "Oh my God, snow days!" Oh, what? My uh, school, like, we cyberbullied our superintendent into giving us a school day on Twitter or a snow day on Twitter. Uh, one day, uh, <laughs> a, a, a squirrel bit the electric um, <laughs> wire, so the whole school lost power. So they just called it a day off, and, and we all thanked the squirrel. The squirrel was like our hero that day. Because wow. it was like a snowy day. It was. A you know what? Day. Maybe that's what's going on at Orchard Park, and they just don't want to say anything. It's it, the, the squirrels. In the squirrels, we the trust. Squir- <laughs> the, squir- the squirrels have overrun Orchard Park. Is that what you're telling me, Joe? Yeah, yeah. That that's they're what I'm dad intelligent. To- I I get it. <laughs> now we're going off on a complete <laughs> complete squirrel. <laughs> Oh my goodness! We we went from Bills football to yeah. schools. To All right, schools. wait. Take it. Take it back to Bills football. What you got? Any other rants for us today? Oh, I got. Uh, well, nothing we could rant about. We'd be happy about it. But the NFL just dropped, or well, somebody associated with the NFL, Mark Sessler, I guess, dropped quarterback power rankings. Josh Allen, number one. I think that was to be expected. Right. Number two, Mahomes. Number three, Herbert. Um, Where's Geno? That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Where do you guys think Geno was? Uh, uh, eighth, twenty, uh, fifteenth. Uh, Dan, you're closer than Joe. Yeah, twelfth. Nope. Uh, higher than fifteen. Yes. Oh, tenth. Or wait, no, lower. My bad. Oh, okay, like, twenty-two. Yeah, you're close. Twenty-three. You're like on fire. Ding, ding, ding. Geno yeah. Smith. Yeah. Uh, coming. Suck in, it, Joe. Coming into week <laughs> one, he was twenty-sixth. No, twenty seven. So, yeah, he was twenty seventh, and now after this week, he's twenty third. So he rose. Wow, he moved spots. up four spots. Wait, so the guy playing on Percocets, Aaron Rodgers, is ranked higher than he is. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, let me double check. Did you see, see that Rogers Dan came in the yeah, interview with Joe Rogan? That he like I did not. He I heard openly about it. openly admitted to it. Oh yeah, they did. He's like, the, yeah, like, yeah. The psychedelics got me my two time MVP yeah, or like two back to back MVP. It's like, what? what is this guy doing? And it's not illegal? <laughs> no, I guess not. I, I, oh, I, no, I, but I would bet not everyone is forward with it, but I would bet there's a good percentage of NFL players that have played games high on painkillers. I mean, that's what the NFL does. They just, if they get injured, they take them in the locker room, they shoot them up with Novocaine or give them some type of pills and are like, all right, get out there. See, so these coaches got to be more like Mr. Miyagi. Smack your hands together, rub them fast, and just smack the wound and see if it gets any better. You avoid the use yeah, of any painkillers altogether, and then there you go. You're back out there. Yeah, try that with a torn ACL. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers came in number five on the quarterback ranking. He fell three spots That's after not the uh, performance against the Vikings. Did Allen raise up? Uh, yep, he went up two spots. So he's, what is he, he number one? Three, he was three, and now, and now he went one. to one. Oh, you, wanna, okay. you guys want to take a guess at who the biggest riser was from week one, who oh, jumped the most spots? I, Kirk Cousins, I nope. would think. No? Mm-mm. Mitch Trubisky. Nope. Might surprise you. Hang on, hang on. Marcus hang on. Ma- Mariota? Ding, ding, ding. He yeah. Eight yeah. Spots. Suck it, Joe. He you jumped, don't think. He jumped eight <laughs> spots. He went to number 21 <laughs> on the list. Oh, wow. He had a good game, though. Decent. Yeah, he did. I mm-hmm. mean, they only lost by a blocked field goal. Mm-hmm. And let me see if I can find who the biggest faller was. It how was... did two games get to 20-20 and go to overtime? Like, how? 
Opening day? Is, do you think that's it? Like, that's the only explanation? I would think. I mean, that's like the same explanation that the Seahawks won. <laughs> like Opening week, yeah. Opening day, yeah. Opening week. Week one of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. You you missed that a little, like, oh, A couple talk. days ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was at, like, the very beginning of the show. All right, just to round this off, who do you guys think was the biggest faller from week one? Biggest faller. Matt Ryan. Nope. I think Matt Ryan stayed put. Did he? At number 16. Biggest yes. Kyler uh, Murray. Nope. Kyler. Mm. He did fall, but it was only one spot. He went from 10 to 11. Mm. Mm. It's a familiar foe, I'll say. Have Mac we said Jones. it? It is Mac Jones. <laughs> 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 he fell eight spots to number 25. My guess was Tua, but he won. So <laughs> <laughs> still wouldn't surprise me if he dropped even though And he for won. the third time in a row, suck it, Joe. Joe Flacco fell three spots. He was 28 oh, and went to 31. Poor Joe. He finally gets his first start, gets 300 yards, falls. Yeah, he, he had a decent game though. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it was awful. I mean, but... he threw a ton, but they were <laughs> playing from behind most of the day. They were chasing points. I mean, he threw fifty nine passes for goodness sake. The first two possessions, I was like, wow, they actually might be able to do it, but not not really. Baker Mayfield fell six. He went from twenty two to twenty eight. Wow, that yeah, makes sense though. Trubisky was that jumping up one six. Thing, you think? Oh, I would think. How many other kickers are making 58-yarders? Rookie kickers are making 58-yarders on, like, a normal basis. Got a point. Uh, especially with uh, Baker being so new to whatever offense Matt Rule is using. Because McCaffrey barely got anything, which was confusing to <laughs> me. I mean, that you got, like, what, three touches for 14 yards and then three catches for... So many yards. I I mean, unless if I'm getting that mixed up and it's three catches for 14 yards, and I I mean he he had a bad game while everybody was like expecting old Christian McCaffrey before the whole injury debacle and you know him being out two straight years almost, and it's like nope, same old McCaffrey doing nothing for you. At least I don't have him in fantasy. Von, Von Miller on his gaming setup. Sorry, just popped yeah, up on yeah, my Yeah, he, he shows me a video. I'm like, yeah, I really know what that is. <laughs> it's just a guy sitting in a purple room. And it's I'm not like, just a guy. Oh, oh. Uh, it's Von I, Miller. I, well, at, at the time that you did not mention it was Von Miller, I don't know who it is. What, what am I supposed to guess? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... And, I get attacked on the show. <laughs> I get attacked. Well, I'm ideas. surprised Harrington didn't press you on what you said about Robert Woods because he was making. <laughs> I know like he, was he wasn't to. that good. Well, yeah, he wasn't when good in week one, but he's still a good player. Like the guy's been over a thousand yards two of the past four seasons, and he probably would have done it last year if he didn't tear his ACL mid-season. He well, was that's on why pace. I'm thinking he's bad right now. He tore his ACL. That's clear. He he's not back up to his. Ram self, and plus it's not Stafford; it's now Ryan Tannehill. What, what do you want? Yes, yeah, so you can't penalize. What, him for what do you that, have your hand Joe. up for? I'm not a teacher, Joe. Okay, so <laughs> I just want to get your attention. I don't want to interject. <laughs> so Michael Robinson, I don't know if you talked about this. No, the claim on Josh Allen he made. I did not. 
He said QB1 for the whole National Football League. I agree with that. I mean, that would make sense at this point, yeah. It was only he and Chris Sims who picked the Bills to win the other night, too. I I still don't get help. How do you pick the L.A. Rams I, I without Odell know. and without Whitworth? I, I really don't understand it. I really don't. I mean... I mean, I'll say I, I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game than it was, but I still yeah. picked the Bills. I mean, Drew Brees... Drew Brees was, Brees was pretty smart when he did those picking stuff. And, but now they have, like, Jason Garrett to replace him, and we all know Jason Garrett is whatever. You know, Jason Garrett's not that good. Uh, I, I mean, he's probably good in the sense that he knows what he's talking about, like, unlike R- Rex Ryan. Um, you know, who's also another commentator somewhere. Rex Ryan, Adam Sandler's tax lawyer, and that's my boy <laughs> with the Tom Brady poster on the wall. Have you ever seen that movie? I've never seen that movie. Oh, my gosh. He's like 50 grand in tax debt, and he walks into the office, and Rex Ryan's sitting there. He's like, I got a long shot for you, 80,000 to one, like, to bet something. And then he throws something at his Tom Brady poster, and he's like, don't throw anything at my Tom Brady poster. Just Rex Ryan with his big white chompers, you know, his fake white <laughs> chompers, so... You know, <laughs> don't throw anything at my Tom Brady poster. Don't do that. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break on the blitz, and then we're gonna wrap up the show with some more Bills talk and maybe any other interesting topics that I find on the interwebs. Uh, keep listening for more blitz. <laughs> Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. And we are in the final 15. <laughs> and uh, this, is our f- this is our fourth quarter, guys. Come on. Um, but we're going to talk some Monday night still about the Bills and their injury report that came out not too long. Or not injury report, but just injury uh, news. I'm still joined by Tanner Saunders and Joe Kelly to wrap up the show. And two of the big names on that injury statement, report, whatever you want to call it, uh, was both Ed Oliver and Tim Settle. Uh, Uh. The two big defensive (laughs) tackles. I mean, Daquan Jones is still there. And same with Jordan Phillips. But they also signed Prince Emil to the... uh, practice squad just in case but it that's kind of scary i would think i mean what are your thoughts um i'm not too worried about it right now um once we get through practice this week then i'll see or then we'll we can talk about it because who's to say that ed oliver maybe isn't limited tomorrow limited thursday and then fully practices friday or whatever the case may be so we'll have to see how the week progresses yeah it's a little a little concerning as of right now but um we'll have to see what their plans are for those guys you know i if they start Mm -hmm. to you know ramp them up by the end of the week then they have a little more optimism but if it's still you know couple days from now and Ed Oliver's still not practicing then I'd be worried but uh with the Bills defensive line rotation I mean um it's obviously you know none of the guys that we have below Ed Oliver are as talented as him but with the Bills defensive lineman rotation I think we'll be able to you know make do 
and at least you know fill that position somewhat with the you know the guys that we have and with Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips both coming up really coming off really good games so it would be a big blow to not have Ed out there but you know we have enough guys in the rotation that we can throw in there I mean you look at some of the guys even on the practice squad like Brandon Bryant maybe they could be elevated for the game and then Shaq Lawson who's not an interior guy but still you know a good edge defender and run defender so you know we'll just have to see how it goes as the week moves on but even if Ed can't go I still like our chances I will say Derek Henry I don't think he's running for 200 yards again this game I'll tell you that right now I look at it this way we were pretty dominant when Oliver was out of the game still last week right against the defending Super Bowl champs and even Tim Settle granted two big guys two great guys right two great defensive players i think honestly this week it's going to be about you know containing that run game because you know ryan Tannehill is not going to do anything crazy you know um derrick henry i mean i don't know about you guys but looks kind of washed up this year not as not as productive as he was last year 82 yards and i know that for a reason fantasy football Wait, are you agreeing with me, or is that... I, 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 I agree he's kind of washed right now. Yeah, he's not. I don't yeah. think he's come back 100% for that ankle injury. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that surgery they had. Right, yeah, and then they made a big deal about him coming back in that playoff game, and he did absolutely nothing. But um, I, I think definitely we're going to miss Oliver and Settle. If they don't play, like you said, they could ramp him up at the end of the week and be active, right? Because it's, it is a Monday night game. So... But I think, honestly, we're, we were pretty dominant without them. And our even Jordan Phillips, you look at him, he had a great game. Two sacks last game. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I think we've got depth. So it's not too bad, but I would like to see Oliver and Settle out there for sure. I agree. I would like to see him out there 100%. If Oliver can't go, I would rather Oliver can't go. I, I hope Settle is just a vet rest day. You know, sometimes that they do that, you know. So hopefully it's just, oh, you're not out there because you don't need to be. You know, we'd rather keep you healthy for the game on Monday. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, I picked him third overall, and I'm not very happy with the results right now, especially only getting 82 yards against the Giants. That's not helpful in your backup uh, getting two touchdowns. I mean, granted, they were both receiving touchdowns, I believe, but... You know, it would still be nice to score more fantasy points than eight. Uh, you know, I, I was really hoping for something big, and it didn't happen. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. You know, maybe I'll start him this week. Maybe I've learned my lesson. I don't know yet. Uh, you know, starting get people against the Bills with Cam Akers, who I am starting this week. Uh, it's it's a hard world, man. It's a hard world in fantasy. I, I, I mean, it's just tough sometimes. Like, luckily, luckily, I put in a waiver claim. I got Jeff Wilson, who is the backup for Elijah Mitchell. Because yeah, I you're had trying Elijah to trade Elijah Mitchell to me. Come on. Oh, that, he was still questionable. Excuse me. It's not my fault that I knew he was going to be out for a certain amount of time and you almost made that trade. It's not my fault. You know, maybe you'll learn more. I don't know what to tell you, Joe. <laughs> I deny the trade. Uh, you said I don't know until today. So don't give me that. <laughs> don't give me. You said I don't know. Don't pull an uh, Evan DePasquale on me. Don't you dare do that. Where it's like you're good with your team. No, 
No, you're not. Uh, I'm content. Joe, I have sandals on. I will throw it at you. Um, you know, I'll break put the some glass. mustard on that. To yeah, get no, it through the window. I, that's fine. You know, if it leaves a footprint on the window, that's fine with me. Uh, at least I know I threw it that hard. But uh, uh, I, I, the Bills better win this game. There, there is. Uh, you lost the last two to this team. One by a complete blowout because of COVID, and the second one by a trip and fall. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you get some better luck for once. No A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, no big name wide receivers, except for, like, Tanner and Evan have been pointing out, Robert Woods, Robert Woods is still there. Even though I think the Bills know how to handle Robert Woods at this point in his career. Dan's not a big Robert Woods guy, if anyone couldn't put that together. No, I actually was. I drafted him last year. I convinced my dad to draft him last year. No, I'm a, I am I like Robert Woods. Don't say that, Joe. Just because you're mad that I probably said, uh, you know, I said suck it too many times. Don't don't go all rogue on me. I, I still have the power. Who rented the equipment for our project this Friday? Are uh, we playing cards uh, here? Uh, crickets. Ah, uh, crickets. crickets. Crickets from Studio A. I don't hear anything. <laughs> well, that might be because the door is closed. It's open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know You back yourself into a corner, pal. <laughs> Fine, run the show. Whatever. I'm not here. Um, uh, but that's probably going to do it on our Monday night talks until probably Friday and Monday when we ultimately do pregame while all the little kids are at home. I have one question for you. Game. What? And I'm actually going to remember it. You you actually remember it? Yes. Oh, wait. Let me not talk. You go. Go. <laughs> well, do you think... I know we said Derrick Henry is kind of washed. Are we worried at all for this game that he might just make an appearance? I, I'm more worried that there will be one big run play and there will be multiple holdings on the play and the refs will <laughs> not call it. Uh, that is probably all I am worried about from Derrick Henry. I mean, maybe he need he needed that week to get back into into the step of things, but hopefully not. Hopefully he needs a second week and he does well against whoever he faces next week. But Joe, I I know we haven't talked about this in a while, Tanner. I know you're not a big uh of this sport guy oh i still got a question though. oh you still got a question go with your question before you forget yeah we were going into a yankees talk here and particularly aaron judge did you guys see you're a yankees fan right joe yes i am uh you guys saw what he said about potentially p- playing for the red Sox last night didn't you no no well someone asked a reporter asked him about it and he said uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the year he is a uh, unrestricted well, that's, free agent that's so. different though. oh man that's different i, I would think, hate to though. see that that'd be a Derek jeter or babe ruth. babe ruth situation but reversed because here here's what aaron judge does for the yankees 57 home runs That's all you hear all the time, every time, every time he puts that bat on the ball. Yeah, and then you got people saying, oh, only in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it, it went over the monster in Fenway. Yeah, so I don't want to hear it anymore. But He's I not mean, that far off from the uh, Yankees franchise record now. He's only got four more to go to tie Roger Maris. Yeah, I believe so. 
Hey, um, if he could do that, then or if he could overtake that, then there's probably some people that would consider him like the home run champion because obviously, you know, there's some controversy surrounding Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. So, well, if, they have 20 games left, and to beat or to uh, make judges new record for the MLB, he needs to hit about 20 more home runs. Barry Bonds' record is at 73. So, you know, Judge at 57 with 20 games left. He can do it. He can. It, it, it's very think he possible. Will. Are you willing to wager? Where we, ooh, we become a betting channel? No, no, no. no but um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a tough one. What are, is there an over under on that actually happening? Is there a stat somewhere? I'm gonna look. Hang on. Yeah, I, I would definitely look. Um, what is it? What does he have to get to? Seventy three in twenty games. Uh, basically, right now he is behind, or he is tied with Alex Rodriguez uh, and Luis Gonzalez at fifty seven. He's behind Ryan Howard, Mike, Mark McGuire, Jamie, Jimmy Fox, Babe Ruth. Roger Maris, Sammy Sosa, um, and Barry Bonds, who's ultimately at the top. Um, a lot of those names repeat, so that's why I'm not mentioning them multiple times. But I definitely hope that Judge can do it. I, I, I have all faith in the world because he is the best player on that Yankees team by far. But I think he can only get to about... Uh, I would think 67. I, I would think he comes third all time and just stops there. Well, even if he does that, like I said, there's still people that would probably consider him number one because, you know, sure, Barry Bonds and uh, Mark McGuire hit 70 and 73, but, uh, you know, that was during, like, the Royd era. So well, they, the, over, um, the over is plus 3,000. Plus 3,000. Wow, you can make a – you put a dollar on that? Mm-hmm. Who cares? You lose a dollar, but you get a big payout. <laughs> I I would care less if I lose a dollar on that. I might just mess around to do that. I've been dabbling in the uh, sports betting lately. <laughs> I did for week one. Hey, I wagered like forty five bucks of my own money and made like two seventy in total. So, oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> What parlay did you make, or did you just make, <laughs> no, I like... did a couple different things. Like, I made 150 off the Bills-Rams game because I bet that Aaron Donald and Von Miller would each record one-plus sack. I made uh, 90 bucks on the Colts-Texans game because I bet Jonathan Taylor would go over a buck fifty total yards. Um... I did a four-leg parlay that I could have won 100 more bucks on, but T. Higgins, unfortunately, got concussed. But, yeah, I had a decent weekend all in all. Uh, that's going to basically do it for the Blitz today. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at double underscore D, capital WBNY, Tanner. At TJ Saunders 2000 on Twitter and at Tanner underscore Saunders 2000 on IG. At Joe Kelly on Instagram and at the Buffalonian on Twitter and on the Buffalonian podcast. I didn't cue you in, Joe. You're lucky you got the equipment for homework. You're lucky. Thank you for listening to Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Thanks for joining the show. We'll see you on Friday, and keep listening to 91.3 FM for more great music.